calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. My name is Rodri Priest. I'm Director of Capital Markets Policy at CFA Institute. And today's guest is Frédéric Romand, who is Head of Trading at Generali Investments based here in Paris. Welcome, Frédéric. Hello. Today's topic is going to be the issue of dark pools and transparency. And to start off the discussion, perhaps you could explain, Frédéric, a little bit about what exactly is a dark pool. Okay, a dark pool is basically a electronic venue um, that matches buy and sell interest anonymously. Um, dark pools have been at the center of attention in the past um, few years. Um, they've been at the headlines. Uh, one thing to keep in mind though is that um, dark pools have always been around. Um, when I started in that business many years ago, um, you would actually call a broker and say, hey, I want to buy that share, it's pretty liquid. And that broker would actually find the other side discreetly. That was a dark pool. The only difference is now it's moved electronically and it's done in a systematic manner. So you're a, a buy-side investor. Um, from the buy-side perspective, what are the advantages and possible disadvantages of using a dark pool? Well, we use dark pools darkly and indirectly. Um, and we use dark pools for our less liquid stocks and when we want to have a footprint that is as little as possible. Um, Advantages, it's anonymous. Um, you actually post an interest into the dark pool. You only can see that interest if you have the other side and you actually trade and commit capital to that trade. Um, and the fact that when you have on the other side of your trade a genuine investor with the opposite trade, you can actually trade fairly illiquid stocks in a very discreet manner. Disadvantages, there, is, um, there are concerns about price formation. Um, if we talk about pre-trade transparency, when you have a organized market where you, everything is displayed, the price is the reflection of all the buy and sell interest. If too large a share moves to dark pool, you can, you're taking away from the lit market and you're taking away from the price formation. Um, so that's one of the disadvantages or concerns. Um, another one is the use of dark pools um, that um, some types of investors are doing, um, mostly high frequency trading, where they can use dark pools um, to actually try to guess the kind of uh, interest you have posted into the dark pools. And there are ways to mitigate the first, um, the first one and the second one. Um, so you mentioned there about the different types of users in dark pools. Now, as I understand it, dark pools were historically created for the trading of large block orders to try and protect investors from the market impact risk associated with those types of deals. But you mentioned high-frequency traders now use dark pools. Has that actually had an effect on the types of transaction sizes that are being done in dark pools? Yes, definitely. You can see that the size of trades done in dark pools is getting smaller and smaller. Um, I 
mentioned briefly the concerns that one can have about dark pools. One way to mitigate the, um, the importance of high frequency trading within dark pools is actually to increase the size that you're posting to those dark pools. Um, we, our firm is a long-term investor. When we use dark pools, we tend to actually post only large size in the dark pool. So we have a lower hit ratio, but at the same time, we know that when we get a hit ratio, it is a genuine investor on the other side of that trade rather than a high frequency trader. So what are the potential costs to your business of having um, much smaller transaction sizes being executed generally, both in dark pools and on the transparent exchanges? Does that impose a cost to your business? Um, well, there is the there are two aspects. The first one is, yeah, there is a cost because uh, you've got an opportunity cost. If you execute lots of small trades, you actually leak information into the market about your intentions and what you're doing. Um, so it's our decision to actually do it or not do it, depending on our objectives, in, on depending on how fast we want to do that trade and how large the trade is. So that's the first aspect. The second aspect of the cost is for the uh, the brokers that we actually use to to execute those trades, um, because of course they reflect those costs to us. Um, but this is a very small portion compared to the actual um, opportunity cost of your trade taking longer uh, and doing it in small sizes rather than doing a block. Now, some people have mentioned um, that dark pools can potentially pose a threat to overall market efficiency and integrity in terms of the price discovery process. If too much business is done in a dark pool to the extent that it could take volume away from the price forming transparent exchanges. Um, do you know how much business is actually done in a dark pool at the moment? And is there a concern that there could be a tipping point or a threshold where too much business is done and that has a detrimental effect on market integrity? Um, this is a genuine concern. Um, but the, um, the golden nugget here is data. Um, I could give you a number for business done in dark pools. I actually, I think, you know, you see people coming up with numbers ranging from 2% to all the way to 60%. Um, I think the truth is probably somewhere in, in the middle. But what's interesting here is that as long as we don't have firm data to actually track what is traded where and how, it's a philosophical question. And we're not in the business of philosophical questions. What we want is to be to have a setup where we can actually have firm data, where we can analyze as investors where our trades are executed. Is there a way to actually improve it? And then we can actually sit down with the regulators and look at, does it hurt price formation or not? So you mentioned there the need for better quality data. Um, one of the things that have probably been missing in the European equity markets is a consolidated tape. Uh, we have that in the US, we've not had that in Europe. Do you think that uh, implementing a consolidated tape would address some of these concerns? Absolutely. This is, this is, the, this is the cornerstone of, on, on which we're going to build all the reflection going forward. And, um, and it's coming from the buy side industry, this is coming from the sell side industry. And it's also aligned now after and during the, uh, the process of MIFID II with the regulators. If we have data that we can use, then we can actually look at you know, how much goes through dark pools. Does it hurt price formation? Uh, is it in the benefit of larger trades or smaller trades? Hence the importance to have that consolidated tape that will pull together everything that is traded on a, on a given equity. 
And what about on pre-trade data? Do we need some sort of mandatory consolidation of prices and trading interest, a bit like what we have in the US with a consolidated quote system? Is that something that would be beneficial in Europe? Well, I'd love, I'd love to give you a, um, a straight answer to that, but um, going back to my previous point, if we don't have the data, it would be, I think, coming from the regulators of the buy-side industry, it wouldn't be wise to actually um, push for one, one solution or another. Um, so for me, the most important thing is that we have a period where we can actually have quality data to analyze it, and then we can quantify if there is a need for a pre-trade transparency. And one final question. Um, the European Commission has recently proposed under the revised markets in financial instruments directive to create a new class of trading venue called the organized trading facility. Um, do you think that this new trading venue classification will help bring a more consistent regulatory framework for dark pools? I think it will, but not only for dark pools. Um, the OTF will enable the regulators to bring into a stronger um, you know, structure from a market point of view everything that wasn't captured within MIFID 1. And once again, it comes back to our interest, which is to have a strong regulated market, um, venues that operate under the, um, the eye of the regulators, uh, and then we can actually have a consistent consolidated tape and therefore data, and therefore we can analyze and then sit down buy side, sell side, and regulators together for the next iteration. Frederic, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts today on dark pools and on transparency. Thank you. And thank you for watching today's episode of Take 15. Copyright 2012 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.